Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. And we come to you today, as we always do, bringing you liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. We are still in the great state of New Mexico. And as convinced as everybody seems to be that New Mexico is the most communist state in the union, we are seeing some real passion and some real excitement by the people of New Mexico attending our meetings, uh, learning about the power that everybody has in the Constitution and the power they have in changing government on a personal level. I'm really excited about that. We will. Well, there be- are a lot of Democrat socialists. No, I'm not. No, totally not denying. Crazy. Totally not denying. You you can't deny that driving down the street, JC. You drive down the street in in well. Granted, we've only been in Santa Fe and Albuquerque, so I'm not quite sure what happens in the rest of the state. I think there's only one more town. <laughs> don't don't be ugly. But the um uh the cars are all plastered with these liberal leftist, I mean totally liberal leftist bumper stickers. Yeah. And it's just, it's absolutely, absolutely crazy. And you know what that tells me, JC, that these are these people are not only liberal leftists, but they're pretty confident about it, right? Because we live in Florida. We know there's liberal leftists in Florida, but they're not... They're not bold enough to drive around oh, with crazy stuff like that. But JC, it's not just one or two <laughs> bumper stickers, is it? No. No. These, th- these cars, their whole back ends of these cars are plastered with, with 20 different bumper stickers about about these liberal leftist positions. So, uh, and, and, and just to be honest, I see more of that boldness here than I do in New York or California. Yeah. It seems like a concentration of these people. So my heart goes out to our, our New Mexico patriots. They certainly do. JC, I want to ask you a question. In the realms of your, you know, just present recollection. No, it's not a setup. It's not a setup. Do you recall, in just the studies that we've done, any president that has been involved in as much litigation as Donald Trump? No, no, sure. Seriously, like, here, 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 here. I mean, it's not just one litigation that goes on forever. It's 
all over the place. Now, I knew people that when Barack Obama was president, they were endeavoring to bring legislation, right? There were lots lawsuits. of people, lawsuits, right? Did I say legislation? I meant litigation, bringing lawsuits, right? There were people who wanted to challenge a birth certificate. There were people who wanted to challenge, uh, you know, several issues, but they never hit the media like this. Mm. And I just, I just want to say from a lawyer's perspective, one of the first jobs of a good lawyer is to look at your client and say, sorry, dude, you don't have a good case. Don't go there. Let this one slide. Take the complaint to heart. Make the changes you need to make. Don't take this case. And I think if there's one thing, JC, that we can remark about the lawyers who are working for Donald Trump, it has been a complete and total comedy of errors. I, I don't get this, but these people are totally off their rocker. And, and the first thing that I want to talk about, we've covered this on the show before when it first came out, but Donald Trump's Twitter account, right? So Donald Trump's Twitter account came under uh, under a um, lawsuit, right? Somebody sued him saying your Twitter account, the Real Donald Trump Twitter account, not the POTUS mm. Twitter account, True. is violating First Amendment because Trump is blocking people <laughs> from his account for criticism. Right. Now, JC, if you remember when we talked about this, we said clearly, look, Trump can have his own private Twitter account mm -hmm. and he can talk about his family. He can talk about other things, um, but he can't talk about business if he wants to have a truly private Twitter account. Well, the uh, district court held against Trump's assertion that the at real Donald Trump account was a private account. Now, I'm gonna tell you from a lawyer's perspective, I would have told Trump, don't even challenge it in the first place. Just create a whole new private account where you talk about family and then block to your heart's content, right? But he challenged that again. He appealed it again. And so the appeal is by Donald Trump, president of the United States, Daniel uh, Scavino. Did I say that right? JC's my, my, uh, my corrector yeah, no there. no idea. You have no idea? Okay. Donald Scavino, the White House director of social media and assistant to the president, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, White House press secretary. So these are the defendants challenging this lawsuit that Donald Trump's Twitter account, the real Donald Trump, is not a public account. Now, I just have to pause and just kind of sigh here because as the ridiculousness that we have seen in the whole census stuff, the incompetency of the lawyers, I... I just want to walk you through this opinion because the the United States Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit, the judge is uh, Naomi, what is her name? Buckwald, okay? We're establishing the facts here. So we understand, she says, in the opinion, we do not consider or decide whether an elected official violates the Constitution by excluding persons from a wholly private social media account. Nor do we consider or decide whether private social media companies are bound by First Amendment when policing their platforms. Do you think these guys are learning? Like we got to talk about these things and in, in mm. compartmentalize this. 
We do conclude, however, that the First Amendment does not permit a public official who utilizes a social media account for all manner of official purposes to exclude persons from an otherwise open online dialogue because they express views with which the official disagrees. On the record, President D uh, Trump establishes his count with the handle at real Donald Trump in March 2009. Buckwald says no one disputes that before he became president, the account was a purely private one or that once he leaves office, the account will presumably revert to its private status. This litigation concerns what the account is now. Okay? So, here is what the account is now. This is the official record. Don, the, the account, real Donald Trump, is listed under Donald Trump 45th President of the United States, America, Washington, D.C. The header photograph of the account shows the president engaged in the performance of his official duties, signing executive orders, delivering remarks of the White House, meeting with the Pope, heads of the state, and other foreign dignitaries. The president and multiple members of his administration have described the use of this account as official. It gets worse. See, I'm trying to tell you. These lawyers should have said that. The president has stipulated that he, with the assistant of defendant Daniel Scavino, uses the account frequently to announce, describe, and defend his policies, to promote his administration's legal agenda, to announce official decisions, to engage with foreign political leaders, to publicize state visits, and to challenge media organizations whose coverage of his administration he believes to be unfair. This is what he has stipulated to on the record. He has also stipulated to that in June 2017, the White House press secretary, Sean Spicer, stated at a press conference that, the president, that President Trump's tweets should be considered official statements by the President of the United States. He's also stipulated in June that the White House responded to a request from, for official White House records from the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence by referring the committee to a statement made by the president on Twitter. Finally, this is like the, the cherry on the top. The court notes that the National Archives, the agency of the government responsible for maintaining government's records, has concluded that the president's tweets are official records. And they're being stored, right? So you have um, letters of George Washington to dignitaries, letters of James Madison to Thomas Jefferson, and then as a part of our presidential national record, we have Donald Trump's tweets. Okay. So seriously, why would... Now, now make the connection to blocking for me. Make the connection? Okay. Yeah. So, because so that's all it's so it's official president's official business. Okay, fine. Uh, the National Archives is official government, right? All right, so I go to get records at the National Archives, let's say, I don't know, once a week. And every time I walk in the National Archives, the secretary who goes gets the stuff and gets me the copies or whatever, I look into her in the face and I go, You're a B, you're an a hole, blah 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 blah, yell, abusive, expletive. Etc. So, if I'm banned from the premises for that behavior, that's not allowed. 
That's what you're telling me. Because it's official, no one can be excluded whatsoever. You well, no, you can't. That makes no okay, sense. Okay, so no, you cannot be blocked because you disagree with the okay. president. Okay, so we're talking about why the issue is why right. a person is blocked. Right, exactly. So the president's primary argument in his brief is that when he blocked individual plaintiffs, he was exercising control over a private personal account. At oral argument, the government conceded that the account is not independent of Trump's presidency, choosing instead to argue only that the act of blocking was not a state action. So why would why would these people not argue that they're blocking for reasons of decorum and expectations of your behavior on the account? Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Don't forget to go to chrisannhall.com. Get your Liberty First gear. Don't just pontificate. You must educate. And our new t-shirt, Got Liberty, is just selling like hotcakes. Get yours so you can be part of the Liberty message. Now, we are talking about this case brought against Donald Trump for blocking people on his Twitter account. Now, let's remind you that the case is about does the First Amendment permit a public official to, to who utilizes a social media account for all manners of official public purpose to exclude persons from an otherwise open online dialogue because they express views with which the official disagrees. Okay, so this is the question before the court. And... The president has conceded that he blocked individual plaintiffs because they posted tweets that criticized him or his policies. He also concedes that such criticism is protected speech. The issue then for the court to resolve is whether in blocking the individual from the interactive features of the account, the president acted in a governmental capacity or as a private citizen. So once again, we're not dealing with people that are, I'm going to blow up the president, you know, I'm going to, you know, uh, abusive language. We're talking about people. This is a very narrow question. The president blocking individuals because they posted tweets that criticized him or his policies. Understood. And, and the ridiculousness of this is, JC, he argued that his lawyers, when it ever says the president concedes, you realize it's his lawyers, right? Donald Trump was not actually sure. there. And they concede throughout the entire document that the Twitter account is used for public purposes in the official capacity of the president. They also concede that criticism that he's blocking is protected speech. Do, do you think, this question kind of 
not not to the substance of, just, of this in particular. Crazy, but these lawyers. Do do you think that uh, Trump had President Trump has the worst uh, DOJ lawyers you know that in history, or do you think simply because President Trump faces so many freaking lawsuits now these lawyers are now exposed they're in the public now you see the quality of the lawyers that are there in other words they're no worse than DOJ lawyers have ever been we're just now finding out how incredibly pathetic DOJ lawyers are well you know I think that's six of one and half a dozen the other how do you how do you actually know you would have to think they're that lousy one you, way or you would have to think JC that the latter is true because number one Donald Trump didn't clean house when he came in. Yeah. We know for a fact that the same DOJ lawyers that were in when Obama was president, which are probably the same DOJ lawyers that were in when Bush was president, and then you know everybody before them, they stay for lifetimes. So, We've seen these people in 40 years before they retire. So then maybe here's a more conspiratorial alternative. Do we have lawyers in there, these sort of deep state attorneys? remaining after Obama and the Justice Department, they do these things just so they can, just so that the president can look bad and have a, have a black eye about all these things? You know, actually... They, they make the administration look utterly incompetent and is, foolish. And this is what's frustrating to me. It, you know, I mean, President Trump, is his name is all over this. And, and if there's one condemnation of this, of this administration, and it's that Donald Trump has terrible advisors absolutely terrible advisors. And I believe your question, JC, the second one, whether it be incompetency or intent is the real question. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, whether they are or were or more, it, it, it's, it's irrelevant. I, I, think I lean same, toward deep state infiltrators. I mean, I really do. How, I, I you know, it, you, you with, can't this come case, yeah. with this case, I would have to agree. Any, any, any first year law student would look at the facts of this case and say, no, yeah. don't even Mr. do this, Mr. because President, you will look yeah. bad. You will lose. Because, again, it's not about abusive behavior. It's not about threatening behavior. They actually concede the argument is about people he blocked who criticized him or his policies. So how do you address a situation where you have attorneys that are either so intentional or so incompetent that they don't tell the president Stop, dude. This is bad. As arrogant men tear up our constitution, and from every direction we cry around. You can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Remember, um, we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. So this is not a pro-Trump show. This is not a, uh, a you know, a, what, are they, what do they call the Trump haters these days, the never Trumpers, whatever. We are not those people. We're taking this from a real legal perspective. And as attorney who actually litigated cases in court, the things that these, these lawyers stipulated to. I mean, I seriously cannot imagine standing in the courtroom because 
when an attorney, just to give you an idea how this goes, JC, you've seen me in court a couple times. When, when things are stipulated to, they are actually read into the record. And then the attorney has to say the, you know, the defendant stipulates to this being admitted into the record as true. And then the judge says both parties stipulate it is now a matter of the record. How can you as a legitimate attorney stipulate all of the things that we just listed and still maintain that you have a, a proper stance of litigation. For me, this, this is the actual definition of frivolous. Mm. The appeal of this case is frivolous. The lawsuit is not frivolous, but the appeal is frivolous. And they should have simply said, as soon as the lawsuit came over, was like, Donald Trump, create your count that says, at real private Trump, and have it be a private account, you can block whoever you want. But you see, Twitter has community standards. Mm -hmm. You can flag somebody for abusive language. Yeah, you can flag somebody for that. And you're not going to get dinged, but this is obviously by the president's own attorneys, not a matter of whether they were abusive or threatening or not. And, I, and here's what the judge says. In, in, in her final conclusion, she says, the irony of all in all of this is that we write at a time in the history of this nation when the conduct of our government and its officials is subject to wide open, robust debate. This debate encompasses an extraordinarily broad range of ideas and viewpoints and generates a level of passion and intensity, the likes which have rarely been seen. I totally disagree. She's never read Madison, obviously, or Hamilton. <laughs> This debate, as uncomfortable and as unpleasant as, as it frequently may be, is nonetheless a good thing. In resolving this appeal, we remind the litigants and the public that if the First Amendment means anything, it means that the best response to disfavored speech on matters of public concern is more speech, not less. We don't need a First Amendment to protect popular speech. And that's what the message that we need to go. Uh, so I, I wanted to continue with this theme of these incompetent DOJ attorneys. So we have now another lawsuit against the census. This one is an estoppel case, okay? So the Department of Justice lawyers are now going to be in even bigger trouble because the ACLU has filed a claim against the Trump administration lawyers uh, that the census must be finalized for printing uh, by the end of June 2019. Now, they, Trump claimed that the census had to be finalized for printing by the end of June 2019, and all of this pushed everything through the courts in an, in, in an extraordinarily timely manner. So, the Supreme Court actually agreed to take this case uh, out of order mm -hmm. because of the timely urgency of it. Well, now the Trump administration is saying, well, um, it doesn't actually have to be done by the end of June. We can get it done by the middle of July. So now we're going to appeal and now we're going to take it. So. The, the Department of Justice attorneys lied 
to the Supreme Court to push this through. And now they're either, they were either wrong about the deadline of June or they were lying because now they're saying, well, we don't need to publish this now. We can publish it later. Now, estoppel, the judicial estoppel that ACLU is arguing, arguing is to prevent a party from making one claim and then contradicting themselves when the claim proves disadvantageous which is textbook what the Department of Justice attorneys are doing here. So they've pretty much set up a situation where Donald Trump can't win in the courts because they pushed it through the courts with a lie, hmm. which they had to know was a lie, and now they're backtracking and saying, well, um, we're, we're now going to examine this and, and go forward with this census question, but we need time to do that so we don't really have a June 20th deadline anymore. Yeah, this is, this is a, to me, another piece of evidence of what it, it appeared that Justice Department attorneys were sabotaging this case. Thank you. From the beginning. It's, it's very Thank odd to you. me. And then now, and then you notice, uh, the Trump administration, Trump wanted to get then change attorneys, get rid of them. Yeah, we're going to talk and, about and, that and, in just a second. So, too. I mean, yeah. all of these things, it's 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 very strange. And, uh, of course, we've said that all along. You had you had Jeff Sessions leading the Justice Department for so long. And we watched all of these cases uh, that from the Obama administration, you know, continue to be prosecuted and then cases similar to what the Obama administration did, Jeff Sessions would repeat them and well, ne never did anything sessions, and never did anything about even before it. sessions. You've got the stuff with Hillary Clinton not being charged with crimes by the Department of Justice attorneys. Well, yeah. uh, re Comey rewriting the law just for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Then you've got you've got the incompetency of the Justice Department under now under now Jeff Sessions. Now you have Continued incompetency under William Barr. Competence. Incompetence. Yeah, it's it's hard. Incompetence. 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 It, it, it's okay. hard to yeah, it's hard to fathom uh, all this being just these are inept attorneys. That that kind of defies logic to me. It let me let me tell you. From, I think from see, an attorney, it looks like sabotage. Absolutely, but this is this is a dangerous thing. Uh, and the thing that, that bothers me, JC, is that from a, an attorney's perspective, one of the most egregious things that an attorney can do is lie to the court. Mm -hmm. If you lie to the judge, let me just to put it in a home front, can you imagine an attorney standing before Judge Tom Coleman and lying and then turning around and having Judge Coleman find out that that attorney lied to him? But even in this... In this instance, this estoppel doctrine, even under this, if they're if they are somehow mistaken or miscalculated, it doesn't matter, right? You still can't go back and change. You can't that. go back and change your mind. You're like, yeah. oh well, I'm stuck now. Yeah, we right? met. We messed. It wasn't June. So even if they weren't lying, you, you they. It, so if you want to give them benefit of doubt and saying, well, this was this was an estimate, and now some things have changed to change the estimate, well. It's too late, right? You can't go back and change. Okay, it's so a violation, right? The the ACLU has filed the uh, the case on judicial estoppel. The argument then of the Trump attorneys would have to be it was a mistake. Mm -hmm. We were wrong, and now we recalculated. But given the tenor of the court lately, right, 
where they're not buying these things from the attorneys anymore. Right. Think about the census case. You guys sure. are lying. I mean, they call out liars even when it's not even a matter of the judicial record anymore. Mm -hmm. And this, this may be the appeals court, but in reality, the Supreme Court has already set that tone with the census case. The Supreme Court being the guiding, it's like the boss of the entire corporation. And, and everybody in the corporation sees the boss do something. Well, the Supreme Court, through the census case, has sent out a message to the lower courts in the federal court system. You can now consider things completely outside of the purview of the court to make your decisions. We've said for years now the judicial system, including the federal attorneys and judges, are is the most corrupt part of our federal government. Well, this is really, really, really making, and, and here's the thing, it's making Donald Trump look incompetent. Because mm -hmm. most people go, oh, well, this is the Trump administration. These are Trump lawyers, right? Don't we hear that? Yeah. Trump had nothing to do with the hiring of these lawyers. He would have had nothing to do with actually the choosing of the lawyers either. That would have been done by some department head in the Department of Justice. So to call them Trump lawyers is, is a misnomer. But in reality, politically speaking, that's how it's going to be done. Maybe this lends to the argument of sabotage that you're trying to talk about here because these people will now know they're, they're, they're absolutely anonymous. Yeah, exactly. They're absolutely anonymous in all of this. When have you seen the name of any of these attorneys? Nope. Like you were talking about here, the DOJ lawyers, okay? The judge, a Manhattan federal court judge, rejected yesterday the Department of Justice bid to swap out its entire legal team that's been involved with the citizen question case. Fixes in. Now look, in that whole argue, article complaining about these, justice, these Department of Justice attorneys, never once do you see their names. But you see Trump, 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 Trump. So their incompetence... Their, I, I don't, you can't call it ignorance, their actions are vicariously appointed to Donald Trump when in reality Trump had nothing to do with this. Other than the fact that I can truly see Donald Trump under bad advice saying we need to go forward with the Twitter case. Because, you know, as a private businessman, he was all about suing people, right? Sure. Bring lawsuits. What he doesn't realize is that these kind of lawsuits are completely different than civil lawsuits. But it doesn't matter. If you still have a good attorney, if, if they have good attorneys that, that are really for mm -hmm. him, uh, then they would they would just simply give him good advice. They say, look, pre look President Trump, this is, this is a losing case. Uh, here's actually what you ought to do. Here's how you ought to handle this. And they give him advice. Nobody gave him advice, apparently. And they take this bad case. To me, it looks like sabotage. And then you have this thing, I mean, just at the bottom there, uh, the, these guys basically saying uh, the team really didn't want to uh, take the census case forward. They, right. they didn't have an argument. And we saw what they did in the census case. The, the arguments that they made were utterly preposterous when there were straightforward arguments, straightforward, winnable arguments, unassailable arguments that could have been made. But, but the arguments that they did make were utterly ridiculous and completely incompetent.
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Our last segment on this, the incompetence of the Department of Justice attorneys. You know, I would say apparent incompetence. Because in truth, I don't believe that's what it is. I I've, I believe, you believe it's a setup. I believe that the Department of Justice, nearly from top to bottom, mm-hmm. is full of deep state infiltrators. I always have believed that. And this only solidifies that opinion in my mind. Well, in this this article about the Manhattan federal court judge rejecting the swapping of the lawyers, it says an anonymous Justice Department lawyer told the New York Times that the original attorneys on this case quit after they have trouble coming up with justification for the question that didn't seem entirely made up. See, I, I know this case. How can you not have a justification for the census question? How can you say there's no justification for this question when it has been on every single census since 1820, when it ha- when Barack Obama was the one who took it off, when it's yeah, been on... Yeah, that's the only time that it wasn't on an official census was on the Obama administration. Not only that, Obama administration pushed forward the the annual community survey in which, which the contained census... contained the question. On, yeah, annual... And, are you ready for this? We covered this, the Federal Firearms Registration Form. Right. Published by ATF contains the census question. Yeah. Are you a citizen? The the ATF has a form on it for firearm ownership that asks the question, are you a citizen? Mm-hmm. So for attorneys to say, we got no clue. We don't know how to make this argument. Yeah, Look, some, something I'm, stinks. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, please find competent attorneys to, and advisors to come help you. These people are embarrassing to America and they are embarrassing to you. And they are, and like I said, he, they're destroying, they're building a case for him to lose. Mm-hmm. They're building, as much as Donald Trump tweets, um, I, just out of curiosity, I, I w- did some Donald Trump campaign survey quizzes, you know, just to mm-hmm. see what kind of questions they were asking. And the entire survey questions were bashing Democrats and bashing Democrat platforms. If we're all about stopping the Democrats from criticizing Trump, why would Donald Trump have advisors and attorneys that do nothing but feed the Democrats with ammunition? Mm -hmm. That's what's happening here. He needs, Donald Trump needs to make a public statement. I have had terrible lawyers. He could do this. I have had terrible legal advice. These people are do not speak for me. They're an embarrassment to America. They're an embarrassment to their profession. They ought to be disbarred and they ought to be fired by William Barr. And I'm not going to be using them anymore. How much trouble do you think he would come under for they'd, something like they'd that? They'd sue him. I promise you they'd sue him. But it's the truth. It yep. is the honest to God truth. You've got this, the incompetence of this, this whole census thing. You have now the, uh, the inability to change out lawyers, which I think is absolutely insane that you have to seek the court's yeah. permission. Yeah, that's strange to, to me. To change out your lawyers? Yeah, when I saw that, asked, you know, asked the judge and then the federal judge says, no, no, you can't have a different lawyer. That, that's, 
That is bizarre to me. How does the how does the judge, right, who essentially decides the case, control who your attorneys are? Well, here's, that's that's insane. Let me let me show you from a now. I understand from, from the criminal, case is already filed. Right, no, from the criminal perspective, if I have a private attorney, mm -hmm. I can fire my attorney and get a new attorney. Mm -hmm. But if I have if I am a defendant with a public defender, I have to seek the court's permission to fire my public defender. And so what I, what this is, That's is Donald insane. Trump doesn't have private attorneys. He has government attorneys that have been appointed to him by the Department of Justice. So it falls under that same thing. But it's still not right. Well, you, know, you should, already know I don't like that system anyway. But. Well, and then you've got the fact that they either were in, they were either wrong or they lied about the whole deadline thing, which also makes Trump look very, very bad. And then the situation now with the whole First Amendment issue. I, I don't know, JC, where do you go? How, how, how do you get to the president and say, look, it is, it's, it's time for you to look around and see the faces that are in your administration because they're really destroying you? Well, with the Public Employees Union, first off, it'd be on William Barr to deal with this, mm -hmm. clean house. But it'd be a very big challenge. We know the inside story of how the union protects these guys. So then you can't hardly get rid of them. Well, God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.